recorded live at 4 Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM. And broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. In opening this episode of Zed Games, we acknowledge the original people on whose land this meeting takes place and pay our respects to the traditional owners, the Turbal and Yakura people. We also take a moment to invite everyone to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land they are listening from. I'm your host, Paul, and joining me tonight is Zara. Hello. Hooray. Oh, I see a problem here. Say hello again. Hello. Oh, that's way more exciting. There we go. <laughs> wow. That's a good microphone work there. So, we've got an exciting night tonight. We've got some golf happening. We've got so much golf happening. Yes, we have some Mario golf happening and just some general golf. But also, we've got the news and, um, well, all sorts of wonderful things. Um, So, uh, how are you today, Zara? I'm pretty good, you know. It's been, uh, it's Thursday, so pretty chill. Pretty chill. Yeah. 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 How about you? Uh, I've been good. It's been school holidays for me, so I'm home with my family. Uh, we been, went to a farm, got to introduce the son to some cows and some sh- sheep and some terrifying pigs. Being able, yeah. being able to see cows and sheep and other farm animals is so exciting. It is. It is. I don't know, because he's only 14 months, I don't know how is he doing, but we like a lot of animal interaction. Yes. So we do as much as we can. But this isn't the Paul's Baby show. This is the gaming show. Oh. Uh, and we're going to listen to some news now this week from our friend Ease. This week in gaming news, Overwatch under investigation. The US Department of Justice Antitrust Division is looking into the Overwatch League over its soft salary cap policy. The idea behind this investigation is to determine whether the existing policies in the league are anti competitive. An Activision Blizzard Esports spokesperson told Dot Esports in a recent statement, We have received an inquiry from the DOJ and are cooperating accordingly. We deliver epic entertainment to our fans and support our players and team in producing the most competitive and enjoyable esports leagues in the world. The soft salary cap had a threshold of 1.6 million US dollars in 2020, and if the team were to exceed that amount in annual player salaries, Blizzard Esports would have to pay players' salaries as well as the excess amount to the league as a luxury tax, thus making every dollar over 1.6 million twice as expensive. The luxury tax would then be distributed among the non-offending teams. It's possible that only a few teams may have passed this threshold. However, the details are still unclear. A spokesperson from the DOJ declined to comment on the matter and the existence of an investigation. Nintendo's OLED Switch Drop A recent surprise announcement from the gaming giants Nintendo showed off a new model of the console with a 7-inch OLED display, as well as a bunch of other small hardware updates, including bigger storage, 64GB, with a a wider kickstand. It even has a built-in Ethernet port for all those LAN parties you're having. There is also improved audio quality. 
The current Nintendo Switch has a slightly smaller display at 6.2 inches and only 32GB of storage. The Nintendo Switch OLED will be released on the 8th of October at $539 Australian dollars, and they are available for pre-order now. Games Done Quick 2021 it's that time of year again where Games Done Quick raises money for good causes. For over 10 years, Games Done Quick has been raising money via speedrunning. Basically, a bunch of awesome volunteers play games at incredible speed for entertainment. The games are live streamed on Twitch TV non-stop from the 5th of July until the 10th of July. Each streamer will share some tips and tricks around how they get their fastest times from their speedruns. This year's charity will be Doctors Without Borders, which is an international medical humanitarian aid organization that works in over 70 countries, providing life-saving medical care and speaks out about what they have seen in those areas. Their work aids people based solely in need, irrespectively of race, religion, gender or political affiliation. If you'd like to check out Games Done Quick and how you can contribute, head over to the Zed Games Facebook page for the link at ZEDGamesAU. The Week in Gaming Releases On July 8th, Sam and Max, this time it's virtual, comes to PC and VR. July 9th, Black Skylands comes to PC, as well as Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin comes to PC and Switch. July 13th, Curve Space to the Nintendo Switch, Outsider Afterlife to PC, Where the Heart Leads on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. On July 14th, Skydome comes to PC, and so does Space Punks. July 15th, Labyrinth City, Pierre the Maze Detective on Nintendo Switch, and Space Jam, A New Legacy, the game comes to PC and Xbox One. That's all this week in gaming news. Thanks for that, Ease. Um, oh. A little bit of extra music at the end. Always excites oh. me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you for that news. Uh, big one for me. We've been waiting for that new Switch announcement for a while now. Now that it is finally here, the new Switch announcement. How we you- know about it. We've seen it. The specs, everything. What word would you use to describe your feelings on it? Disappointed. Yes, <laughs> underwhelmed severely. I mean, it's our own fault for believing rumours. Yeah, um, I, I guess. If we took away all the expectations of some sort of hyped-up Switch that had DLSS like sampling to make it nice and smooth and potential 4K upscaling on TVs and oh, just being a bit... Like, if we didn't... If we weren't expecting that, if we'd just be like, hey, here's a new Switch with a nicer screen, uh, we'd be like, oh, look, a new Switch with a t- nicer screen. But my position was always, oh... When the pros announced, I'm going to buy one. My original one's going to become a homebrew device because it's a bit beat up. And I'm like, I guess I'll just stick with my launch switch forever. It's like, I mean, it is an upgrade. Yeah, it's it's not bad. Like, for me personally, I don't think it's enough of an upgrade for me to justify trading in my old switch and paying the difference. If you are a a launch person like me, there was the hardware refresh a while ago that gave it better battery and a a slightly less power-hungry processor. So there are reasons to upgrade, but... Yeah, if you have like a launch switch... Maybe. Maybe worth considering. If you don't have a switch, this seems like a good time to... Look, look, the, the launch is the same day as Metroid Dread which is the day after I get surgery later this year. So I'm like, oh, 
Hmm. What a way to... So it will get dread, but I won't bother with the new Switch. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm going to get the Playdate. That's my console. <laughs> I can't wait for that. The Playdate. Yeah, it's got a crank. <laughs> who, who doesn't want a console with a crank? Um, <laughs> You know what? What? I think I do want a console for crank. Exactly. <laughs> who wouldn't want a console with a crank? We're, we're, getting, we're getting so used to taking things away from consoles to make them more like visually streamlined mm. we should start adding things to it again well that's because i mean uh, do you know the the, the setup of the playdate not so, well so the playdate is um being designed by teenage engineering uh it's oh, i can't remember who's actually behind it it's the same people that like publish like untitled goose game and stuff so it's a small handheld console so it's yep. got a d-pad and an a and b button yep. and a crank on the side it's bright yellow yeah it's got only a black and white screen but a super high res super high contrast one uh and it you don't buy games. You subscribe to a season of games. And you get one game a week for, I think, the first one's like 20 games. Um, and they just give you a game a week. And it's got really good designers making stuff. Like, it's the hip, oh. it's the most hipster console of all time. Don't it get me wrong. It is extremely hipster. And yet, I'm intrigued. Yeah. So, I think that goes, uh, the play date goes for pre-order like next month or this month, I think. I'm, I'm hyped. So, if you've been disappointed with the Switch advance, why don't you go and get a black and white hand cranked um, console? By the way, the crank does not power it. It's only for gameplay. Seems like a missed <laughs> no, opportunity. But... Wait, why would it? But cr- imagine crank. It should have like a. You know those. Oh, sorry. You know those uh, old calculators with like the little solar panels onto yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would work. That would work well. So, so uh, here I'll show you on the playdate now. So it comes with a dock that makes it kind of look like an alarm clock, and on the top, there's a hole. And you know what that hole is for? What is it? It's a pen holder, and it comes with a pen. Oh my goodness! Okay, now that we've peaked excitement, I think it's time to move on. So, <laughs> All right. um, and now we're uh, we're gonna get into some Mario Golf Super Rush. So. What is it that pe- what golfers say to warn people that there's golf happening? Four? Four! Yeah, but do it in a Mario voice. Uh, to me! Four! Here we go. There we go. I'm s- <laughs> the, yeah. Mario Golf Super Rush! <laughs> there we go. Yeah, do, let's do some terrible Mario impressions. Woo! I can do Waluigi, that's it. Okay, let's get that down a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's a golf game by Camelot. It features Mario. He's an Italian plumber. So we're going to kick off this review with a summary. Mario Golf Super Rush is a mixed bag to a confusing level. Uh, Let's start with the basics. Mario Golf is... Oh, sorry, Super Rush. Better keep that in there. Has a few basic changes to the golf formula. In addition to the swing mechanics, they include a randomized inaccuracy for more powerful swings and a new shop shaping mechanic, which lets you alter the ball's trajectory at different points of its path. I enjoyed the inaccuracy risk as it really made choosing to go for maximum power a choice at times instead of just going full on every swing. The shaping mechanic, however, allows you to bend the shots at some truly insane ways, but it's very rarely required during the game for one major reason. The courses in Super Rush are mostly very straightforward. For an arcade golf game, there's not a lot going on. While there are special mechanics and hazards in each world, they don't really often affect the golf. Uh, The game ships with six courses, but there are more to come. How many more? 
We know one of them is based in New Donk City from Mario Odyssey, but when we see that, we don't know. We don't know how many either. It's hard to count any of this future content towards the value of the game when we don't know much about it. The game contains an RPG-inspired adventure mode. Those hoping to revisit the heights of the Game Boy and GBA Golf RPGs can lower their expectations now. It, like much of the game, feels a bit half-baked. How half-baked? Well, you don't even play every hole in the game. You play a me character starting as a rookie and working their way up to a pro, unlocking each golf biome as you go. About two-thirds of the way through, there's suddenly a plot, beyond just playing golf, and it's over shortly after it's revealed. There's a small handful of boss fights, which are a nice diversion, but nothing much beyond that. The meat of the mode is more a long-form tutorial, as each area not only introduces its respective course, but normally a new playstyle, including the game's big focus, speed golf, where all players compete simultaneously, run to the ball, can knock each other over, and use special shots, and generally make a little more chaos than usual. Each shot you take adds 30 seconds to each player's clock, and beyond that, the fastest wins. I love playing golf simultaneously. In fact, you can do it even without the time element. It makes the world just feel a bit more energetic. It does, however, remove the classic element of being able to watch your shot closely after you swing. Thankfully, you can play both traditional and speed golf variants, so the best of both worlds is available. The game has a big multiplayer focus, and is great with friends. Only one mode, though, lets you play four players on one console, though. It's, more, it's the more traditional golf option. Everything else allows two players per console, which means as a party game, you're going to need another Switch and a copy of the game. How is it as a party game? Pretty good, actually. Speed golf is good fun, but there's also another new mode, Battle Golf. This mode offers an arena with multiple holes available to play for. Once a player gets a ball in the hole, the player scores a point and the hole disappears. It's a mode that offers a lot of chaos, with each character's special abilities and power shots, plus strategy over which path to take. It's bright, fast, and hectic. My favourite mode in the game is called Cross Country Golf. It's a bit like Battle Mode on a regular course. There's no set order of holes to play, and you have to make your way from green to green, making the most efficient path. To continue my trend, however, of calling this a mixed bag, here's the caveat on this one. It's only available on one course, and only in Adventure Mode. It's frustrating how many seemingly obvious and simple things are missing from this game. The bones are good. The DLC might fill out the package, but we can't really know. It's fun with friends, but Nintendo's online is, well, we all know. Make sure you have your phone nearby if you want to chat with your friends. Maybe it's a victim of COVID, and the game really could use a bit longer development time, but this is what we have now, and it's hard to recommend at full price with its short, undeveloped single-player low number of courses, and feature-lacking multiplayer. Mario Golf Super Rush is available on the Nintendo Switch. Aww. It sounds like um, a lot of the fun things that I enjoy with golf, but only in the form of mini-golf, yeah, yeah, yeah. with an extra side of chaos. Yeah, um, well, see, what it misses from the mini-golf stuff is mini-golf is like that geometric puzzle. Yeah. And you're like going for that. When most of these, when you go to take a shot, the game has um, already like given a like a suggested shot. So most of the time you can just do that. Uh, the, most of the course is pretty straight. Like there's one level that has like piranha plants growing everywhere along certain stuff. So it's like, oh, I'll yeah. avoid that. And you avoid that just by hitting the ball past them. Like oh. there's no real mechanic from it. Uh, oh. oh, 
I kind of would like Mario Mini Golf or the courses to be just way wackier and way... Which maybe they will. The new Donk City one, like, that's actually in city streets and, like, you're bouncing it off buildings and stuff. that would be, like, a lot of fun. Yeah, it it could be. We don't know. It's not in the game yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, could be. Hopefully. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Fingers... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, My, my, like... I haven't played a lot of golf. Mm. I haven't played, actually, any of the full-sized golf in real life. I mean, mini golf um, and a couple of golf games. But... I feel like with a lot of golf games, especially if it's in a Mario setting, you gotta be really silly with it. Mm. You you gotta and, be wacky. And they have, I mean, some of the previous ones certainly the courses have been wackier. The the handheld ones previously with the RPG mode, those are classic. Like I was talking to my brother-in-law, who is you know a casual gamer, but not really. You know, and I said, oh, I'm doing Mario Golf. He's like, oh, yeah, I used to love one. Oh, I was on the GBA. I'm like, yeah, you and everyone else, buddy. That one is... <laughs> and that's the one that uh, Golf Story is yeah. based on, the, the Queensland-based golf game. Well, not based, but Queensland-created golf game. Yeah. Yeah, which is a, a bit of a banger. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I had fun with it, but it is, as I say, mixed bag. Mixed it's bag of nuts. Just a little, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, it's like Nintendo do put things on sale, but only like 20% max. So it's not like this is ever going to be like a $20 yeah. game. I think, uh, yeah, I'll, if you want to play multiplayer and you got other people to do it, yeah, it's really good. If you're more single player, maybe good golf story. Golf story. Yeah, I'll give you that hundred, one. Uh, 1,000 foot tall robots. Oh, uh, yeah, 100 foot tall robot golf. Yeah. Have or- you actually played that game? It's not the best. I know it's not the best, <laughs> but it's really goofy. I do. I do love golfy g- golf. I mean, I, I was about to play some music, but instead, um, you played What the Golf? Sorry? What the Golf. What the Golf. I haven't... That game's amazing. Ooh. It will just constantly subvert your expectations of what golf is. So it's just... It, it originally went on Apple Arcade, but it's on pretty much everything. You can play it swipe-based with controls. You just sort of pull back and let go, and you might hit the golf ball in the hole and then next time you swing you throw the golf club instead and the golf club goes in the hole oh okay and then it gets weirder from there all right i'm gonna look that up it's a great game okay <laughs> now we have station manager of four triples and steven stockwell with us to chat a little bit about golf ah so hi steven <laughs> my pleasure to be here i, I brought you. you down here because uh you well, i mean you're technically an executive and i mean an executive <laughs> must like golf right i guess that's it i suppose this is this is this is what I have become. You know, you you either die the villain or you you know you die the hero. Or you live <laughs> well, long, long enough, enough to, to play golf. <laughs> exactly, play yeah, golf. Yeah. <laughs> on the PlayStation. Uh, yes. Yeah, so um, you were saying you'd be playing uh, PGA Twenty One. Yeah, PGA Two K Twenty One. Yeah. Um, yeah, got my uh, custom character, mm-hmm. huge ass. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Always a good, always a classic. Yeah, yeah. English fellow. Um, got the ridiculous vest, the funny socks, um, the little. Uh, Weed cap going around. I I was thinking earlier today. The last time I played like a realistic golf game, because I like the freak golf games, and I think I think Jack Nicholson might. Just say, is it Nicholas or Nicholson or Nicholas? It's Nicholas. <laughs> I think it's Nicholas. Yeah, but I always get them confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was probably in the nineties. Yeah. So <laughs> been a been a while since then. So how how are you finding this? I I, I love it. Yeah, two K twenty one is sort of like my. It's like, I don't want to say like a stress reliever because mm-hmm. it's a stress inducer. It's just like a casual, you don't need to think about it. 
Um, I think my favorite thing about it is that there's you don't need to listen. There's no commentary, or you don't need mm. to listen to commentary. So I can just listen to Triple Z at the same at time, the time. That I'm playing golf. Yeah, you don't need a lot of audio cues when playing golf. It just sort of goes. But I do. I also do find golf a bit stressful, especially well, especially when it's like golf rules, because oh, it's yeah. just it's just the especially on computers. Like you're used to everything kind of being par, and if you're doing well, you're a bit under par, and then. Then you mess up, and you've been doing eighteen holes, and now that score is really hard to get back up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this this like it's really like I find because I was playing it the other day in preparation for this chat, uh-huh. um, and I found that you know the first couple of just that first strike down the fairway, you're like oh this is going really well, this is nice, you know, this is going the way, and then like sort of six or seven holes in, and you're like. You know, I wasn't, I didn't start this to be competitive, but I think in my nature, there must be there somewhere because I'm like fourth on this list and I want to, I need to, I need to shave. I get up there. I got to get a couple of birdies here. Um, And the frustration when it just like skims the outside of a hole, it is, I've played a lot of video games for a long time and I'm not an angry person. And this is the closest I've come to throwing a controller at anyone. When when it's like an easy straight putt, you're like, ah, I don't even think about this. You just hit the power and off it goes. And then it just stops short, goes around. Just like One of those two. That, that, just like that skip around the the rim of a hole is just infuriating. <laughs> it's absolutely infuriating. It is. It is one of the most tense and frustrating things in gaming because one point is a lot in golf. It's huge. Yeah. 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 No. Um. Yeah. Uh, so. So specifically on PGA Tour, I guess we'll go go into your thoughts on this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, have you played previous PGA tours? Uh. Yeah. I think I played the. Uh, again, though, like. Like maybe the nineteen or the twenty, yeah. But like, you know, not in a state where yeah. I could accurately review this game. This but, is the sort of thing that, like, at oh, three o'clock in the review, morning, yeah, three, three o'clock in the morning, at <laughs> someone's house, you're like, "What do you want to do?" I was like, "Oh, I got this golf game." You're like, "Yeah, let's play the golf game." Comfort so you play, food. Yeah, two yeah. holes and then fall asleep, basically. That's what I. It's interesting looking at different things because um, we've just uh, reviewed Mario Golf on this one. One mm. of the ones they add in that is that it's simultaneous plays, so you don't take turns. It's not who's closest to it. You just are all on the course at the same time. You're all hitting balls. There's a couple of games that do the same thing. Um, one of them, there's one, uh, uh, Golf for Work Groups, which was like this weird one <laughs> that's on Steam. They just touch it every few years. They add a few things. But it's just like a multiplayer space and there's buggies and you go around and everything. And you just hang out with people. I'm like, well, that's kind of what the re- what I like in real golf as well. Because I'm a terrible golfer. I don't know about you. I've never. I think I played real golf a handful of times. Yeah, like like, it, like bucks parties, things like that. That's yeah, the that's last the, time I played it. Yeah, I've never played it with the intention of playing golf. Oh no, if that's the no. if that sets the scene of my golf experience. The most embarrassing thing with me is that I'm very used to having to stand aside while real golfers play past us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've usually played it like I think the the one I played out is the Belmont golf. No, not the Belmont. Oh, maybe it's Belmont. The one on the river out near Hawthorne, I think it is, mm. um, or Balmoral. Maybe the Balmoral Golf Course, which is nine holes and is basically exclusively people who have like borrowed a set of clubs from somebody else or inherited a set of golf clubs. That's all good. Um, and so when I played there, I think I've been overtaken twice by again like very amateur <laughs> golfers. Um, it's it's like we like getting lapped on a tra- track. Is it? You think yeah. you're doing well, and then just like some. Oh no no no! It's when you go skiing for the first time, and you think you're doing well, and then like a four year old just glides past you, like it's the easiest <laughs> thing in the world. You're like, this is this is my real experience of golf. This yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Um, yeah yeah, it, golf is just like a bit of a com- like it's it's simple mechanics. It is, it, and it, yeah, I was thinking about this a bit earlier today, and I think the thing that I enjoy about it is the same thing that I enjoy about the fishing in Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this sort of, like, mindless, quite casual, very low stakes, just sort of, like, really just straightforward. Like, there's no... 
you know, in a shooter, you've got like there's so much going on and there's so much mm. there's so much stimulus stimuli in there. And then with this, it's just a, like it's all just in like the one like pulling back on the left the left thing and just flicking it forward, flicking forward. and just trying to keep it in a straight line. And if you can do that. You are just home free. You, you have that basic plan. You just go through the steps. You think about it. And then every once in a while you think, maybe I can cut through past this tree yeah. or something. And then it gets serious. Yeah. And then you mess up. And yeah, then, yeah. You, then you're three, three over par. Yeah. And you're really angry. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's a, there's, yeah. a, there's a nine mile an hour wind here. And if I just if I, if I hit it this way and I just try and like slice it somewhat, I'll get 107% power out of this. And I might just squeeze past it. And you inevitably hit a tree. Yes. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's that risk reward. It's, you know, if you do land it, you'll be a hero. Exactly, Although yeah. half the time, I don't actually, even if I land the shot, I won't get there in less strokes. I just did it with a fancier stroke. Exactly. So yeah. I really was gaining nothing from the whole endeavor. Yeah, it's the, it's a sort of like weirdly, very competitively driven, but realistically, the least competitive thing you could be doing. Mm, um, because yeah. no one knows. I don't play online. I'm just playing a local game against no one. Just competing with myself, basically. Oh, yeah. That's a, I mean, that, that's like golf. As I say, I don't play many realistic golf games, but I do actually play a lot of golf games when you look at it. Because <laughs> even, even if you're going back in computers, like, you know, like remember, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure your history, but like Scorched Earth back in the day, which sort of worms is like a version of it. All it is is picking an angle, picking a power, and trying to hit something. Yeah. And that's basically what all golf games yeah. want to come down to, with trapping on top. Yeah. It's all yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, my uh, maybe this is why I now have this interest in PGA 2K21 is because I grew up with worms, mm. and basically it's the same <laughs> mechanics. Um, just less sheep. Yeah, less sheep, and I have to worry about this just like ridiculous grappling hook that I can never use properly. <laughs> so yeah, oh, that was a master of the grappling hook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, um, uh, thanks for taking a couple of minutes out of your precious time, Stephen. Oh, it's my uh, pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> I've wasted far more time in PGA Two K Twenty One, so this is <laughs> this is yeah. now justified. It. It's actually it's a it's pity there's a short radio format. I can actually talk <laughs> golf along. There's so many games I want to talk. There's really good Aussie golf games actually. Yeah, there's a uh, there's Golf Story from Brisbane. Oh, actually from Queensland. I don't think they're, I think they're a bit north actually, which is like the old Mario RPG ones. That's really cool. And there's one from Tasmania, um, Party Golf which is just ridiculous. And you all play at the same time at side-scrolling and it randomized, like, you've got bananas as balls, this one, everything. It's first one in a hole wins. Go. Wonderful. And it's just your point and your power. That's it. <laughs> uh, giant Margarita is that crew. And they, they live up to their name. They will party hard, those guys, if you ever meet them. <laughs> okay, I was saying goodbye, so I'm going to actually say goodbye. I have a problem with tangents. That's okay. Okay, so uh, we'll catch you later, Steve. Thanks for coming in. It's my pleasure. Thank okay, you. Okay, cheers. This is Zed Games, and I'm Paul, and joining me is Zara. I gotta say, I get so hyped when you're running the show because your music selection is so eclectic and yet cohesive. <laughs> well, you know, we, we like to go for a range of emotions. I like to get a bit of grime in there, a little bit of, you know, a, a little bit ballads. of grime, a little bit of um, tracks that make me weirdly hungry. <laughs> and I just, I mean, I just. I like Paradigm, and so I chuck a lot of tracks in from that, and they're very funny tracks, because uh, that's a very funny game. In fact, you were seeing um, Jacob Janerka's next game, The Dungeon Experience, this yeah. week, um, and you, it was the first time you'd noticed that, because it has a lot of crabs in it, and you've got a big thing for crabs. I It's just been so delightful finding out about this game on TikTok, because um, it was the crabs that immediately caught my attention, you know, to be able to inspect the crab, and I was like, oh, inspect a crab. <laughs> Hmm. And it's just, it's such a goofy, charming game. And the developer 
is also a very goofy, charming oh, person. He's very funny, and from I have personally met him before, and he's a very nice person. Can you tell um, him I'm a big fan of the crab? I can. T- tell you what, I have a personal story about when Paradigm leaked. Well, not leaked, released. I think I think I might have actually got an early release copy, um, and I'm playing through it, and early on it, they had a, like, um, the main character's like, oh, you should contact me on my Yahoo, and it was a, <laughs> and they put up a Yahoo address. I'm like, does that address exist? And it didn't. So I claimed it, uh, and I started getting emails through from players, because that's what people do. So I contacted Jacob and said, hey, man, I've made this email address. You, of course, can have it, or I'll just send you the good stuff if you want that. So I gave it to him with that. But uh, yeah, when you use a fake address in something, definitely make sure you have access to it, or someone else will take it. I know of a streamer who set um, her username as a Google voice number. Oh, yes. And people would call. And be so surprised that someone would actually answer. But was it them? Um, and near, about a good half of them would panic. Oh, yes. Oh, just, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, just, no, someone's actually here. It's ah. like, oh, oh, bye. Um, and think, a good quarter yeah. of them were like, oh, 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 you're a girl. Oh, 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 no. Um, bye. And then panic. They are scary. Yeah. I've, I've met several and they terrify me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like the old on TV. Everything starts with 555, so it's not a real number. But once in a while, they use a real one, and they set it up, and then they think it'll last for a long time, and people still try to call it decades later, and it's not a real number anymore. People, or it goes to somebody else. You can't, you can't underestimate what people will do, just to be like, hmm. I wonder if this is real. Okay, so that sort of brings us to the end of today's episode. Uh, thank you for joining us on Z Games. Uh, any thoughts on the way out, Sarah? Any throw out a golf game? Uh, uh, <laughs> pressure, one, I once I played a Tiger Woods game. It was pretty good. Yeah, I like desert golf on the phone. Desert golf. Yeah, on the phone. It's a banger. I have a phone. <laughs> you too. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify or follow us on social media at ZedGamesAU. See, See you next time. time.